Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Humans are weird. Sweat. Written by Betty Adams. Excuse me, friend Dodge. The voice came from behind him, startling the ranger from his brown study of the remaining miles of moon-like terrain they faced. Yes, f- friend, 57 clicks, he replied, remembering to add the honorific. Not that he minded. Once you shared the malfunctioning ship and landed that was not to crash by a margin of a few meters per second, and the news that you were going to have to hoof or wing it, in his friend's case, 40 miles across a featureless desert to the nearest supply cache, there was no reason to call each other friends. The ginger blur came around and focused on the fluttering bat-like creature. I suspect that your water supply is leaking. Fifty-seven clicks informed him with his horrifyingly adorable face scrunched up in what Mac Dodge had learned was a sign of distress. Mac grunted, stood immediately and began to shrug off his backpack. The partial shade that the rock outcropping had offered only covered him if he was sitting, but he needed his attention now. Well, let's see, Mac muttered, carefully examining the mouthpiece, the tube that led to the main reservoir in the pack, and the reservoir itself. I can't see or feel anything wrong with it, and it doesn't look like I've lost any water, Mac finally said. What makes you think it's leaking? You're covered in water, friend Dodge, 57 clicks insisted. Mac heard the fluttering of the leathery wings and felt the velvet brush against the back of his itsy-bitsy howbat flew around his face and held the dripping, wet manipulator claw. Look at this. That's just sweat, Mac said with a sigh, slinging the pack back on and searching for buckles. Come on, I've rested enough. Let's get going. I want to make another ten miles before we make camp. What is sweat, and where is it coming from if it's not a water reservoir? Fifty-seven clicks demanded, flooding around in front of Mac, his dusky ginger fur catching the dim light in the three suns. Did you read the section in our briefing about how humans achieve thermoregulation? Mac asked, ruefully, already knowing the answer. No, fifty-seven clicks replied without any seeming embarrassment. Mac sighed and shook his head as he stared out. I have a set of glands that pump water out from my internal reserves, and then my skin uses the resulting temperature drop due to evaporation to pull the heat from my internals and radiate it out to the surrounding atmosphere. Maybe not the most accurate summation of his internal biology wasn't his specialty. He hoped that he was mostly accurate because 57 clicks was so stunned by this revelation that he waited what must have been a full five seconds before replying. The amount of water you must have to store would be enormous, he chatted out excitedly. I'm 90% water, Mac commented, though he was training suggested that he might not be strictly relevant. That is a lot of weight, 57 clicks still seemed shocked, just to carry around and expand like that. Legs, Mac indicated the limbs in question, they are really good for carrying extra weight. It just seems inefficient, 57 clicks commented. Well, we can't all have sensory horns that double as thermoregulators, Mac said philosophically. 
They are very useful, 57 clicks agreed, hovering to preen the organs in question. His four, rightly two and a half sets, marked him as a rather young, but they were quite the source of pride for him. Mac grinned and gave a chuckle. It was going to be a long walk and he was already glad 57 clicks was in a good mood. End of story. Story number two. Humans are weird. Palindrome. Written by Betty Adams. Want to see something cool? Human friend Susan asked the room at large when she came through the inner airlock. There was an amber-colored flurry of movement in the central perch trees as the wing had left the exterior perches and sought cover in the inner compartments. Three undulates eased under the surface and the rest pulled without so much as a ripple. Five trisks sprinted up the ladders to the higher-level catwalk, putting them conveniently out of the human friend Susan's line of binocular sight. Kursked suddenly found himself regretting his last promotion. If he were still a lowly subcommander, he could have just justified joining his subordinates on the higher levels. As it was, being a ranking officer in the communal room meant that it was his duty to determine if they were over-enthusiastic biologists had brought back anything particularly horrific from her rounds. The quarantine protocols should have prevented any such thing being dangerous, but this human in particular had proven quite adept at finding creatures, items, and, uh, well... The only proper word for them was monstrosities that somehow did not meet the criteria for exclusion. I would be very interested in seeing this cool thing, Kursked said aloud as he walked to the edge of his work surface. The human grinned and held up a data pad at about hip height. Kursked felt the tension in the room drop dramatically. She had only brought back documentation. A few tentative sensory appendages poked out of the pool, paired black eyes peered out of the perch tree, and his treacherous kin edged to look down at what the human friend Susan was showing him. He relaxed even further as he saw not the expected visual image recreation. Nothing needed as many organs as the last carcass she had photographed and displayed, but only the standard data entry screen. He loosened his joints in relief and tilted his head to the side in curiosity. I'm afraid I cannot recognize any pattern in the data set, he said with an apologetic wave of his primary gripping leg. Perhaps another biologist might... No, no, she interrupted with a laugh. Kusk felt back a wave of bristling annoyance. The metadata, the human friend Susan went on. Look at the data point. I think that's seventh from the bottom. That data point, the Kusk said. Human friend Susan laughed. It's a numerical palindrome of the standard call font, she said. She looked at him expectantly. What is a palindrome? Chris asked. Oh, human friend Susan blinked and her head tilted as she thought over a response. It means the written item reads in the same both linear directions. Chris angled his primary eyes on the screen and tapped a knee joint thoughtfully. I do not see the pattern, he finally said. Human friend Susan's face wrinkled and she turned the screen to look at it. This one, she said, touching the beginning and indicating the line. It is not symmetrical, Chris pointed out. Leave out the punctuation, the human friend Susan suggested. It is still not symmetrical, Chris argued. Not that I can see. It is an odd number of digits. Well, just cut the central lot in half. Human friend Susan pressed. The undulates were all heaved out of the water now, waving their appendages attentively at the interaction. The winged had taken to the air and were circling closer. Kirst stretched out a bit and waved the winged commander down. What do you think? 
15th click, he asked politely. The amber-winged hovered in front of the screen for a moment. I do not see this as symmetrical, even with the specifications, he said. The tails on the threes alone would, uh, but aside from the little stuff, human friend Susan interrupted. Lifton clicks and Chris glanced at each other curiously. We do not see the pattern, human friend Susan, Chris finally said as much firmness as he could muster. Well, it's there, human friend Susan said cheerfully. I thought it was cool. Well, ciao. She dropped the date pad in her hip pouch and strolled towards the kitchens. Cool, Lists gently spoke from the pool. She uses the same designation for the single data point with an unusual pattern and the metadata as she does for a container full of fungal reanimated insect corpses. Grisk stretched out his legs and returned to his workspace as the common room fell into the usual noisy discussion that followed their human's return. End of story. Story number three. Humans are weird. Regulation. Written by Betty Adams. Alliance Coalition Safety and Health Regulation 574.328, Subfile 749, Topic Interspecies Interactions in Formal Settings. If a human crew member requests any volume, weight, length of substance that is in any reasonable measure explosive, flammable, or reactive under the standard range of pressure, reflexivity, or temperature found off aligned ships, you are to determine exactly what they intend to do with it before providing it. The human must provide exact details of their intentions for every measurement or it will not be provided to them. Addendum number one. I have a really cool idea is not a sufficient explanation. Addendum number two. The presence of moderately hazardous vermin is never sufficient explanation. Should the human in question attempt to use it as such, they should be immediately reported to the commanding officer. Alteration one. Star. Under conditions no less than two standard deviations away from standard range of pressure, reflexivity, and temperature found on Alliance ships and on worlds frequented by Alliance away teams. Alteration 2. Star. Under conditions where humans can't survive for more than five minutes without a standard survival gear set. Addendum 145. It is to be assumed that if there is a human on your crew, there will be spontaneous explosions, ignitions, reactions. All ships hosting humans are likely to host humans or likely to pass near ships hosting humans will take appropriate caution. Please see Alliance Coalition Safety and Health Regulation 1453.245, Subfile 543, Topic Interspecies Interactions in a Formal Setting. End of story. Story number four. Humans are weird. Fireworks. Written by Betty Adams. Gulched. A voice sounded from around the wall of the office and the nutritional anthropologist clicked out a response absently. The speaker fluttered into the room and came to rest across the table from where the three culture's eight legs were rapidly tapping away at the screen. Gulched. The owlbat began, his fur flat from some uneasy emotion. Colched, twitched in an irritation, and raised his primary eyes to focus on the base safety officer. Can I aid you, five clicks? Colched asked. He had more experience than most fighting the instinctual fear his species had of the Halbats, but it was still uncomfortable to be in the same room with one. How did you know that I should not have approved of the cultural display tonight? 
Five clicks demanded in a rush, his sensory horns dull with inattention. Gulched, paused, and pondered this question. I did not know exactly, he said carefully. I simply noted that the humans were grinning and snickering and giggling altogether. Those are supposed to be an indication of pleasure and comfort, Five Clicks hissed. Indeed, Gulch said, backing up a bit. However, my personal observations have indicated that if all three of those factors occur simultaneously, that the possibility of the humans are involved in some form of dangerous mischief is high. Five Clicks was whistling a moan and covered his sensory horns with his wings, giving the horns an absent rub. There is also an informal rule I found in a cache of human documents, Gulch continued. At the time I assumed there was jest, but perhaps it was earnest after all. What rule? Five Clicks asked without looking up from under his wings. If the thought of something makes an adult human giggle for more than fifteen seconds, it should not be allowed, Gulch replied. A sudden explosion rumbled through the base as Gulch gripped the console in fear. What did you let them do, he demanded, when Five Clicks didn't respond to the noise with anything other than the frame shudder. Fireworks, Five Clicks hissed. They're displaying fireworks. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode. And I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.